What is up, Fathom fam? Thank you for listening and supporting the Fathom Church podcast. Remember, you can always connect with us at fathomchurchjacks.com and on all your social media platforms as well as on YouTube. We just want to let you know about a new weekly podcast that is now available to you called Fathom Beyond Sunday. Very different from our normal sermon podcast, really just um, some casual, engaging conversation on faith, life, and following Jesus between Monday and Saturday, not just on Sunday. What's up, Fathom Church? Uh, We are so glad that you are here with us uh, this morning. If you're watching online, we just want to welcome you as well. Uh, Last week, Pastor Kyle just gave a huge shout out to everyone who's watching online, and I think that we maybe should do this even more often. So real quick, I just want everyone to give a good like whoop whoop to everybody watching online. Can y'all do that for me? One, two, three. Whoop whoop. Awesome. Hey, we're so glad if you're tuning in online. We, uh, we know that this is a, a different uh, season, if you will, for a lot of people. And we know that this is a great way for us to stay connected with people who can't exactly join us right now in the building. And so we're glad you're watching online. And uh, if you don't know who I am, if this is your first time tuning into Fathom Church, uh, my name is David Napier, and my wife and I uh, lead the Next Gen department here at Fathom. And uh, Pastor Kyle has graciously uh, let me come up here and speak to you all this morning. And uh, so basically, I'm telling you that because if you absolutely hate everything I have to say, I won't be up here next week. So <laughs> it'll give you a great uh, little dig into what we talk about maybe in students, but um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the guy who's up here every week, so you won't have to... Uh, to base your opinion on just this one message, but I think that God's got an awesome word for you this morning. And this is a uh, this is a weird season for all of us, um, and it's a season that I feel like we're all focused on leadership. We're all focused on different leaders, whether it's our in our uh, our local leadership, whether it's in our family, whether it's in our church, or in case you didn't know, there's an election going on, uh, and so maybe it's you know the leader of the entire country. And so, in in thinking about that, I was like, man, what is the first leader I can ever remember? Like, going back to my childhood, what's the first time I could point and be like, that's a leader? And so, I think this is good for maybe us all to do. So, I want you to just think deep in your mind, what is the first time I ever saw a leader? Maybe it was a parent, maybe it was a teacher, maybe it was a classmate when you were in school. Just think back, what is that first leader you ever thought of and ever could say, hey, that's a leader. So I did this, and the first thing I could think of is a line leader in, in my classrooms. So kids, we all want to be the line re- leader, right? Everybody always wants to be the line leader, and you want to be the line leader because you have ultimate power and authority of your classroom, <laughs> except for the teacher. You get the authority to, hey, if we're going to go to the cafeteria, we're going to go to the water fountain or the bathroom, I get to lead my class there. And they have to listen to what I have to say. And they have to follow me. And with that job comes a few responsibilities. The first responsibility is you have to actually get your classroom to that place that you're supposed to go. So you have to kind of know where you're going. Your job is to lead them there. And then the second responsibility is you have to make sure that you keep the peace and quiet of the classroom that's going. And we used to, I remember we did this thing where you held up, you know, two fingers, which was peace, and then you put your hand over your mouth like this, and it was peace and quiet. And you had to get everybody to do that because 
they had to get there peacefully and quietly. And, uh, and, and thinking and talking through this uh, with my wife, Sophia, I was like, is this really, like, am I crazy or was this the first time we talked about leadership? And she was like, actually, she, she watches, uh, she's a nanny and watches two girls. Um, and one of them just this past week said, hey, I'm the line leader in my classroom. Are you the line leader in your classroom? And her little sister was just, uh, you know, basically like, whatever, I don't care because she's younger. But um, it was just so funny to me that this is still a thing that, like, happens now. And they have these responsibilities that, that mean so much to them at this age. And it's really kind of crazy how similar it is to the leadership we have, like, as adults. And so you have this responsibility. I've got to take my class to the cafeteria. They're going to follow me. I've got this responsibility that we're going to, we're going to go, and along the way that my whole classroom that's staying behind me, they're going to be peaceful, and they're going to be quiet. But if they don't make it to that spot, it's my fault. And maybe we didn't realize this as kids, but this is so similar to what God has to say about leaders in our lives now. And so I'm going to read from Acts chapter 20. I'm going to read verses 25 through 31 uh, if you want to follow along with me there. Sorry, I had to do the awkward pastor drinking water while he's talking moment. But um, Acts chapter 20, verse 25. It says, now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. And I'm going to stop right there. So this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus, all the elders and leaders within that church in Ephesus. And he's telling them just in that first verse, hey, I've, I've taught you all this stuff, and now you're never going to see me again. I'm leaving you. This is now going to be in your hands Everything that I've taught you is now going to be in your hands. He goes on to say, Therefore I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. I know that after I leave... Savage wolves will come in among you and will not spare the flock. Even from your own number, men will arise and distort the truth in order to draw away disciples after them. So be on your guard. Remember that for three years I have never stopped warning each of you night and day with tears. So there's a lot here that, uh, that, to talk about. And it, it's just so important for us to first understand that Paul is talking to leaders and saying, you're never going to see me again. This is now what you need to do to follow God. And the first thing he says after he makes that statement, saying, I'm innocent of the blood. I, I know that I've done everything I possibly can to train you up to be leaders. The very first thing he says after that is keep watch over yourselves. Some versions say take heed of yourselves. And I think that we need to understand that leaders who are careless about their own relationships with God will never be able to care for others. So leadership, leaders who are careless about their own relationship with God will never be able to care for others. And I think we get this a little bit twisted sometimes when we hear the word care for yourself. Care for yourself is not treat yourself. Care for yourself is not treat yourself. 
You know, when we think about care sometimes, and I, I had this messed up in my head for a long time, I thought that if I'm going to care for myself, that means uh, this day I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to camp on that couch, and I'm going to watch like four to six hours of Netflix until the thing pops up that says, are you sure you want to keep watching because you seem like an addict? Uh, I'm going to click, yes, I want to keep watching, and, uh, and I'm going to cruise on through. That's not care for yourself. That's treating yourself. We get so caught up sometimes in the fact that, hey, they're saying that it's the Sabbath. It's time for me to treat myself. That's, that's not even what the Sabbath is for. The Sabbath is to deepen your relationship with God. When we talk about caring for ourselves, we can't care for ourselves. We care for ourselves by digging deep into the Scripture, deepening our relationship with the God who made us and loves us. And so, no matter what you lead, in whatever area, your family, work, Whatever the case may be, the only way you're truly going to be able to lead is if you deepen and deepen and deepen that relationship you have with God. So this past uh, Wednesday uh, was student night, and, uh, and I'd, every now and then we show a video that's uh, basically another, you know, another pastor preaching, gives you know, the students a, basically a different perspective than just me every week or another leader here. And I showed a video this week of a pastor who I personally believe is just, it's just so nice to watch him. He's such a breath of fresh air because he preaches out of such love for God. Um, that pastor's name is Francis Chan. If you haven't heard about him or heard who he is, just go look him up. It's, you're, you're, God's going to speak to you through him. And he was talking about, he's got seven kids, and he was talking about how he loves to basically deepen his relationship with his family by going on vacations with them. And as he was talking about this, he got to thinking about the fact that he goes on a vacation with his family to deepen the relationship because that's more time just completely focused on his family. And he got to thinking about, well, why doesn't he go on a vacation with God? Why doesn't he ever step away from even his family in isolation with just him and the God of the universe and just live in that moment? That's caring for yourself. And, and sometimes it is going to feel like a treat, but that's truly the depth of what caring for yourself is. And so that's the very first thing Paul talks about. It's the very first thing he says because he knows that if I'm going to leave these elders with this much responsibility to lead these people, they've got to first watch out for themselves. The next point is uh, the pastor is the overseer. So I want to go back real quick and read verse 28. It says, Keep watch over yourselves and all of the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. Keep watch over yourselves and the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds. That word shepherds the original Greek, that word is poimen. So basically what this word is, if you directly translate it, and I'm going to talk about that in just a second, if you directly translate it, it means shepherd. It means shepherd. But this is also the word that we've come over time 
from the Latin to mean pastor. And if you go back and look at it, there's a reason the word pastor and pasture sound so similar. They come from the same root in Latin. The word pastor and pasture come from the exact same word. And that's because the job of a pastor is to shepherd the flock. And if you look at this, uh, and I mentioned I was going to talk about direct translation, this is translating word for word without looking at how the words fit together. And if you look at this section of Scripture, there's one word in there that if you directly translate it and don't translate it in this next way, which is a phrasal translation, which is looking at how all the words fit together to derive the true meaning. So you have a direct translation, which is just looking at it word for word and deciding what it means, each word means. And then you have a phrasal translation, which is looking at everything together and seeing how these fit together to derive its true meaning. If you've ever done this, like with, with Google Translate, so I had a, a roommate in college that, uh, he was from Cuba, and uh, I got it in my head that I was going to learn Spanish. And um, so anytime we would have conversations, I would always be on Google Translate trying to figure out how to say something to him in Spanish. And every time I would put it in Google Translate, it had a habit, at least at that time, of directly translating it to where it sounded right in English, but when you translate it into that Spanish, it made no sense to him. And he could never understand what I was trying to say. That's what we look at, and that's what happens sometimes when, when we look at Scripture. And there's a word here that just simply means, if you directly translate it, just the word by itself, it means in or among. In or among. But if you take it with the whole context of what this is saying to you, it's saying over which. And the reason it's saying over which, or of which, is because the Holy Spirit has made the pastor overseer. So I'm going to go back and read that one time. Keep watch over yourselves and of all the flock, and this is the part, of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. So what this is saying, in the true depth of what it's meaning, is that the pastor, he's one of the sheep. The pastor is one of the sheep. He is part of the flock. But the Holy Spirit has put him in a position where he is now the overseer of this flock. That means that the power and the authority and everything does not come from the pastor. It comes from the God of the universe, the Holy Spirit who has created this person for a purpose, just like he's created all of us for a purpose, to be the overseer of the flock. The Holy Spirit guides the pastor in whatever direction the Holy Spirit wants to lead him. But a pastor, just like a shepherd, has duties. And that first duty is to feed the flock. First duty is to feed the flock. So uh, we've got two dogs, not four, two. Um, <laughs> we've got two dogs. And uh, both of them, one of them's almost 80 pounds, and one of them's almost 70 pounds. So they're both pretty big dogs. They eat a lot of food. It's stupid expensive, and, um, but we got to keep them well-fed. We've got one dog. It's a big shaggy dog. It's a golden doodle, very large. Uh, it's the bigger one. His name is Tucker. And then we have another dog 
that's smaller. It looks kind of like a pit bull, but it's not a pit bull. Um, and his name is Finn. Every single morning, we, you know, we get up and we go to feed the dogs. And uh, Finn, which is the smaller one, is like up in your face like, it's time to feed. Like, I know it is time. You woke up. You stepped out of that bed. It is time for me to eat. That's how he is. And the other dog, Tucker, you got to wake him up. I mean, you got to basically like pick him up to get him to even stand up because all he wants to do is sleep. And it's funny because sometimes Finn is so ready to eat, he's waiting at the door just wanting to get to that food that he knows you're going to bring him. And Tucker's sitting there laying down, and he knows that you're going to leave. Like, we're going to leave for work. And sometimes he misses out on his meal because he doesn't get up to eat it. A pastor can try to feed you, but if you're not waiting on the door ready for some food, you're going to go hungry. A shepherd's job is to lead you and feed you, and when you go, when he's trying to feed you or she's trying to feed you and you're refusing to eat, you are going to be spiritually hungry. Shepherd's other duty is to lead the flock. So I said before that the pastor is among the flock as well. And uh, when a pastor is among the flock, um, that means that by his own understanding, he can't, he can't lead. Like, this, this shepherd is not going to be able to, to do these duties. And I mentioned before about a line leader. Well, a line leader is a classmate. You know, someone in a, in a school or, you know, classroom that's got, you know, feels like sometimes they might have the full authority, but really they've got a, a, a chief leader. In the same way, a shepherd or a pastor has a chief shepherd who is God. And so... The sheep can have confidence in knowing that, hey, this, this person that you've appointed, hey, he's not perfect or she's not perfect and it gets things wrong from time to time. But the ultimate authority is God. And that pastor and shepherd is accountable to the chief shepherd who created him. Shepherds need to remember that God has appointed Sorry, sheep need to remember that God has appointed the pastors to feed and lead them. And I'll, I'll be honest, this, is a, uh, this has obviously been a very difficult season for, like, all pastors. I had a, uh, a friend of mine who's a pastor at a church. He, he posted online uh, basically saying it was like all the con- contradicting things that a pastor has to deal with right now. They've got to deal with some people who want the mask, some people who don't want the mask, some people saying uh, we've got to meet in person, some people saying it's too soon, some people saying this way and that way. And all of it can be created and used by the enemy to create disunity. All of the political factors that are going on right now, all the differences in how We all see the world and who should be the next president can divide churches. And all this is going on and pastors are having to deal with that. And and I'll be honest, I'm very, very happy that we're in a church where I haven't seen any of that. And this is a quick shout out moment to everyone here. 
everyone who's been, and I'm not saying there's never been any disagreements or arguments. I'm sure there have been, but I'm not aware of them. And, and that's, that's how God created the church. God created the church to be full of unity, that when things and times like this come up, a pastor can continue to lead them in the direction that they're meant to go. Shepherds need to remember that the flock belongs to God and not to them. I think we have all seen before leaders who lead out of their own selfish ambitions, who lead because they have something to get out of it. You know, these are people that, um, they're probably corrupt. They have, uh, it's, it's really all about them. They want people to know that they're the leader and they have the power and authority. And as part of the flock... I've said this like twice already because it's so important. Like the pastor's part of the flock who's been anointed and appointed by the Holy Spirit. It's easy for everyone in the flock to follow the wrong leader when they're not in tune with what the right leader's voice is supposed to sound like. When you're not tuned into the fact that when you don't when you don't have a relationship with God that's deep enough and full enough to understand that, hey, the direction this, this leader is taking me is the wrong direction. It is so easy as human beings to be manipulated into following somebody who's got a powerful voice, somebody who's got charisma, somebody who's got, you know, maybe they're funny and so they're likable. And it's so easy to be so focused on those things than the words and the direction they're actually leading you. So if you want to make sure you're following the right leaders in your life, you need to be tuned in to the voice of God. Third part is sheep must be led to new pastures. So uh, when I was sitting down and thinking about like sheep and how we kind of think of sheep in our current, like in our country and, um, you know, in this day and age, I think of sheep like, Somebody owns a ranch, they've got fences, and these sheep, like, they just stay on this ranch. Because the ranch is big enough, they'll be fine. Like, they put them in a pen, you know, bring them into a smaller pen at night, take them out to the bigger pen uh, during the day, and let them feed however they want to feed. Paul is seeing this through a very different lens when he's saying this. The way he's seeing sheep is they're in an environment that isn't just like grass everywhere. <laughs> like it's kind of arid and kind of dry. So they're in, a vi- in an environment that if sheep feed in the same pasture and that's the only place they ever go, they stay in this pen and that's the only place they go, they're going to run out of food. They're going to run out of food. And so for that reason, we can see really the depth of what's going on here is that when Paul's telling them to shepherd these, these people, it's not just for the purpose of shepherding them. It's not just to feed them. It, it, we have this idea that, and it does serve a purpose, that let's get everybody into the church so that they can get fed. And don't require anything from the sheep. That's not what God has called us to. God has called leaders to feed these sheep 
Feed these sheep. Feed these sheep. Challenge them by making them travel into new pastures. Challenge them. Challenge them. Help them grow. Help them grow. When they fall off, hey, we got you. We got you. We're going to continue to carry you. And we're going to go. And we're going to go. And we're going to go. And one falls, you pick them back up. And all the sheep are helping each other to a point where we're no longer sheep. But instead, we've been discipled up under the voice of the chief shepherd God so that we can go and be shepherds to other places, to other people, to other nations, to other communities, wherever God is calling us. I uh, was doing a little bit more research on you know, what a shepherd you know, really, really is. Um, and, and like I was saying, like they're, they're going from different pastures to different pastures back in this time. And I saw this story about how occasionally two shepherds with their flocks would pass by each other. They would, they would come and maybe talk, you know, you know, what's going on with you, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the sheep would get intermixed with each other to the point where, and maybe there's different kinds of sheep, but the only sheep I can really think of is like a white sheep from like the, the bed or whatever the bed is that... <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of sheep. And so I'm just kind of picturing them, you know, always looking the same, and, I'm, and, and they at least look similar. And I was like, how in the world can they then, they come together, all these sheep become one giant flock. When they part their separate ways, how do you know which sheep are yours and which, which sheep are the other shepherds? The sheep followed the sound of their shepherd's voice. The shepherd would call out to their sheep and their sheep would come following them. I have one simple question. Do you know the sound of the shepherd's voice? Do you know the sound of the shepherd's voice? I don't know what brought you in here this morning and I don't know What's going to happen to you outside the doors when you leave today? And I don't know the direction of the, the, that the country's going to go and which president's going to be elected. I don't know any of this. And neither do really any of us. <laughs> it's not our job to know. Our job is to follow the sound of our master's voice. And I hear people sometimes they, they go to a church and they're like, man, I really don't like their pastor. And honestly, I got hurt at this one church, so I'm never going back to church. Honestly, I kind of hate church. The church is not the pastors. I said this once before. The church is not the pastors. And when you say, hey, I'm a Christian, but man, I don't like the church, that is, that's like, that's like hitting the Lord in the ribs. It's devastating. Don't get mixed up between the imperfections of people and what the church really is. The church is God's. The church is God's. And the church leaves you and goes with you. If you're a believer, the church follows you wherever you are. 
because you're a part of that church. And whatever you do in this world, continue to follow the voice of the chief, chief shepherd, and you're not going to go wrong. If that means you need to go on vacation with God, if that means you need to dig into the word and just pull, fully pull out every inch of it, feeding yourself too, then that's what you need to do. And I want to say, if, if anybody here doesn't know the sound of the shepherd's voice, but you're, man, you're on the edge. Like, you're so close. You can hear that whisper, but it's just not shouting yet. Run towards the whisper. We have a God that has so much love for us that no matter what comes in our way, he's going to help us through and pick us up. God, thank you so much for the leaders you've put in my life. God, thank you so much for the gifts you continue to give to us, God. God, thank you for loving us and creating us for a purpose. God, I pray if there's somebody here today that doesn't know the sound of your voice, God, that their eyes are opened up to you, that their ears are awakened. God, I pray that we can, can begin to be shepherds towards other people in our lives that maybe aren't in this room. God, I, I pray that everyone in this room will feed and feed and feed and long after what you have for them. God, that they just, they just stop being present and start eating. God, I pray over the pastors you have made overseers of this church, God. God, give them the confidence to speak boldly and lead boldly because they know that, hey, they're not really even leading. They're the vessel. God, we know that this is the time that you're going to change a life, God. We know that only you can do it, God, and I pray that the next week and a half doesn't get in the way of the mission you have for this church. That the next four years doesn't get in the way of the mission you have for this church. God, continue to create unity among us so that we can go and reach our community, God. In the places you have called us, God, lead us to new pastors that only you know, God. Call up the person that doesn't even know that they're supposed to go to this new pastor, God. Call them up and use them for your will. God, give them the courage. And in all you do for us, God, we thank you. In your name, amen.